Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. She is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. She is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. And welcome to your Monday Rush Hour. James Goldwyn Snurdly with you here on WABC. If you would like to be part of our program today. All you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC-84892. Toto. And it is, of course, a very, very busy day. All days are busy. Once upon a time in America... And I am old enough to remember this. I keep saying that more often. But in this business of talk radio, these were what we used to call the dog days of summer. These were days when you had to scramble around to try to find any news whatsoever that would be interesting if you were a host or a producer. Congress was out of session. So there was no news coming from Washington, D.C. Many of the state governments were equally out of session. People were on vacation. And they didn't do things like they do today. For instance, they didn't park their boat in somebody else's boat slip and have it turn into a racial incident with people piling on and beating each other up and whacking each other over the, over the head with chairs, as did happen in Alabama. Those were back in the days when criminals weren't allowed just to walk in a 7-Eleven with trash cans, go behind the counter and start filling them up with a bunch of contraband cigarettes or cigarettes, and then get whacked by the store owners only to have, now we learn, the police investigating the owners of the shop who stopped that robbery. Back then, there were no cable channels doing 24-7 news. And so, when the three networks that used to give you the liberal news that everybody thought was the real news, did their little last report for the day, that was it, until the next day. Now, the news never stops. And many of us kind of can remember when we started saying, wow, this news cycle just doesn't seem to end. 
And it has been a number of years now since the news cycle has ended. There is always news, which isn't a bad thing. President Trump in the news, of course. The federal judge overseeing the documents case, Eileen Cannon, who herself has come under a lot of criticism from the left because Donald Trump appointed her. Anyway, she's Southern District, Florida. She's overseeing part of the documents case. The headlines out of Fox News, also headlines out of the Daily BS today, are about the same. The judge has come out swinging against the DOJ special counsel in the classified documents case. She denied the DOJ, which I usually refer to as the corrupt DOJ, a request for keeping the filings in the case sealed, keeping them away from the American people out of the headlines. So that's not going to happen. And then she started asking questions. She wants to know why they're using an out-of-state uh, a grand jury to investigate the case. This is supposed to be in her jurisdiction. So we shall see what the persecutor, Donald Trump's federal persecutor in this case, has to say about it. Hunter Biden news. We've now learned that Hunter Biden's longtime business partner visited the White House and the vice president's residence a lot more than people knew. Eric Sherwin. This is one of Hunter Biden's business pals. Visited the White House and vice presidential residence at least 27 times during Biden's vice presidency. That was what was believed. Now an extensive review of that has turned up. Nope, a lot more than 27. He was there 36 times. Curious, I'm curious that the mainstream media doesn't know. Now, moving on, because that's not, you know, yes, he visited, we know, we, he visited, he visited. If you've noticed, there is not a lot of curiosity about the Hunter Biden case at all in the mainstream press, as you would expect. Now, remember a few months ago, ladies and gentlemen, during the year, and this pops up from time to time, the mainstream press will tell you that Republicans are racist. Well, they do that every day, James. No, no, no. Racist for this. They say re Republicans, and you've probably heard the phrase, those evil Republicans talk about the replacement theory. The Great Replacement Theory. 
And what they have accused, and they they took particular delight in smearing Tucker Carlson with this, and they smeared others. They said that's they try to scare people. They try to scare people by telling them that white people are going to be in the minority, and that all those Hispanics coming in here and the blacks, the blacks, and the Hispanics are going to be running things. And those racist Republicans tell them that the white people are going to be replaced by the blacks and Hispanics. Right? And so they say Republicans are racist. They call it, they're talking about white people are going to be replaced. Ever since they've been doing this, I've been trying to remind people, it's not the Republicans that do this. Years and years ago, I started reading articles about what the, and this is in the mainstream press. I don't remember whether it was the Washington Post or the New York Times or the L.A. Times or the Atlanta Urinal and Constipation. It was one of those. And then I saw it all over. They kept calling it the browning of America, the browning of America. And what they said was, those racist Republicans that they claim come up, came up with this theory were unprepared that the demographics of the country were shifting underneath their feet and that these poor racist Democrats were going to, I mean, Republicans were going to become flat-footed the day they wake up in America and realize that America is a brown nation and they're no longer as white folks in control. This is stuff that the liberal press has been doing for it. And then they say the Republicans are trying to scare people by talking about the replacement theory. And this is why they're against illegal immigrants coming in, because they think they're going to compound it and start voting, which they are. Anyway, I have right here. An article from The Hill. Here is the title of said article. America's white majority is aging out. (gasps) What is that? What could possibly? Hey, Martha, did you hear that? We're aging out. Generation Z will be the last generation of Americans with a white majority, according to census data. The nation's so-called majority-minority arrives with Generation Alpha. Those born... Where do they come up with these names? Generation MZX... Anyway, I didn't even know about Generation Alpha. But anyway, those born since 2010 are called, I guess, Generation Alpha. And so, the nation's so-called majority-minority arrived with Generation Alpha, those born since 2010. Barely two decades from now, around 2045, non-Hispanic white people will fall. Well, it goes on. 
Barely two decades from now, 2045, non-Hispanic white people will fall below half as a share of the overall U.S. population. America's white majority and its numbered days is a lightning rod topic. Given the nation's history of slavery and enduring patterns of discrimination against minorities and immigrants from white people. (laughs) Well, and then they go on and on and on and on. It goes on for about six pages, five or six pages of this. Blah, 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 blah. But you see, my friends, it is not the evil Republicans touting the Great Replacement Theory. It is the mainstream press trying to scare you white folks to death. Your days are numbered. You're going to fall below half. I just want to point that out the next time they start talking about things like people are being replaced. Now, let's turn to matters closer to home, shall we? There is a bid to stop and this bid must come from non-endangered people. There is a bid to stop New York City ice cream trucks. Yes, you heard me, ice cream trucks. Trucks. From using fuel. Ice cream truck owners. Did you ever think it would come to this? The ice, ice cream trucks now are the latest target of liberal progressives. Ice cream trucks. New York City ice cream trucks. You know, the people that come around your neighborhood, it's like a gazillion degrees out there because, you know, you people insist on using cars. You insist on having gas stoves. You insist on water heaters instead of bathing in cold water. And it's your fault that the planet is cooking, literally cooking. And, of course, minorities and women are hardest hit. Why? Because they're hardest hit with everything. You should know that by now. But now, because of you using your cars, turning on your air conditioner, you have created a situation that means now we, they have to go after the ice cream trucks. Ice cream truck owners now have to fight a new proposal in New York City that would force them to adopt, here it comes, eco-friendly power sources. So they want the ice cream trucks to give up their gas, their energy, their fossil fuel energy, and adopt things like solar energy for their ice cream trucks. 
ice cream truck owners are like, you have got to be kidding me. We can't do what we do running a truck on solar power. But that doesn't stop. This genius idea came from Brooklyn Councilman Lincoln Wrestler, who has my guess, never had to work an ice cream truck a day in his life. I would bet he would force ice cream trucks to generate their fuel-powered generators. He's going to give them, generous dictator that he is, he wants to give them a few, three years to get rid of their fossil fuel generators. And then they'd have to rely on solar-powered generators. And ice cream truck owners are just beyond dismayed. Once again, some lunatic idea from the left, but it's being taken seriously. They won't even leave in New York. The progressives won't even leave your ice cream man alone. The nice little guy that comes or gal that drives around your neighborhood, probably wearing a Kevlar vest these days. Won't even let him alone or her. These wackos. Excuse me, I don't like name calling. Sorry. Stop calling people names. These environmentalists are demanding that your little ice cream person just trying to eke out a living in the summertime has to give up their generators so that they can become part of the echo revolution. James Golden Snurdy with you here, 800-848-WABC. John Lennon, Yoko Ono from the Double Fantasy album. This day, 1980, John Lennon and Yoko began recording this, which would be their final album together, at New York's Hit Factory. One of the, yeah, Diego, have you ever been to the Hit Factory? I have not. I want to go, though. You, it is awesome. It, I haven't been in decades, but... Even back then, it was slamming. Don't judge me, but I haven't been to the Motown Museum either. For shame. I'm sorry. Well, you have to go to Detroit to get there. So, I mean, there's some excuses. I mean... But I lived there for a long time, and I'm very... Oh, no excuse. Okay. We're coming back, folks. Don't go away. Shower is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. James Golden, aka Snurley, with you here on W. 
ABC Talk Radios. 77. We're going to get to your phones as quickly as we can. I want to run through a few more news stories first. Uh, Diego, you are a soccer fan. I know you must be so heartbroken today. So heartbroken. Just devastated beyond belief that the United States women's team, by a millimeter, a little almost imperceptible little millimeter got kicked out of that World Cup thingy that they were playing for. I mean, please, you, you, how, how, do you, how did you get up this morning? I know you must have been devastated. I wasn't that devastated. They, they won two World Cups already. It's time for a new champion. That's what I think. Oh, but you were a little devastated. Well, I did think that throughout the match that um, U.S. did play better than Sweden. I did. I do believe because I I saw Sweden against uh, Italy, and Sweden was just so much better than that. And you you watched you watched the women's soccer. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. yeah I was there actually. It took place in New Zealand when I was there. You. Went to New Zealand to watch a soccer game, and it was a bunch of women. I mean, it was uh, a women's soccer game. Play. It was the World Cup with women. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, it happened to be at the same time I was there. So I was like, "Yeah, let's go see it." Okay. Wow. Um. Uh. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of people. I know. I know that you're gonna. Maybe not believe this, but there were a lot of Americans, Diego, who weren't weren't heartbroken that their own United States team got kicked out of the World Cup. I believe it because of one person in particular. Yeah, Donald Trump told he let he trolled her afterwards, and he told that one person he called her a a big loser or something like that. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was her kind of. It was kind of her fault that they she she missed a penalty kick. Yeah, yeah. She did was you see one her of them. crying? Did you see her crying afterwards? I did, she I was did crying. see her crying. Yeah, I did see mm, her did crying. Did you feel bad for her when she was crying? I mean, she she lost the penalty. She she missed it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. Like if she if she was in front of him, like I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You missed it. You know. Same thing. She wasn't the only one. Like like three other U.S. players also missed their penalties. Mm. Well, if any of you need consolation, because you're so sad that the U.S. women's soccer team lost, got kicked out, you you, you can call here and and we'll try to sympathize with you. Eight hundred eight four eight W A B C. Here's a headline you don't see every day. Kind of related to, some might think, to the women's soccer team. Some might think. Here's a headline you don't see every day. Transgender woman demands ex-boyfriend return her testicles from his fridge. I know, it's a lot to process, so let me go slow one more time. We'll do it slow. Transgender woman demands ex-boyfriend 
to return her testicles from his fridge. A transgender Michigan woman has demanded her ex-boyfriend return her surgically removed testicles, which she claims he is keeping in a refrigerated jar. Brianna Kingsley, 40, of Pontiac, filed an affidavit claiming her ex, William Wojcicki, I got it sort of right, retains, this is a quote, retains possessions of my surgically extracted testicles preserved in a mason jar kept in the fridge next to the eggs. She is demanding immediate return of my human remains specimen. And she wants damages of $6,500. This was a handwritten claim, not typed, a handwritten claim filed in Pontiac, Michigan's 50th District Court. That $6,500 is apparently... (laughs) This is small claims. But that's the way that it, yes, it is. That's the maximum amount allowed in the small claims division. So there are a lot of guys, well, he's not a guy. There are a lot of guys that wouldn't admit to this. I have a small claim. What? My test, my gonad. No. But there it is. This is today's America. A transgender woman is demanding her ex-boyfriend return her testicles from the refrigerator where they're being kept next to the eggs. James Golden Snurley with you on WABC. We are... Oh, coming right back. This. This was one of Russia's update themes. Klaus Nomi. Why am I playing it? Yesterday was the anniversary. Of Klaus Nomi's death. He used to be a backup singer for David Bowie. He died at the age of 39 in New York City. He was one of the first celebrities that, um, back in the AIDS epidemic. But this was his big hit. A remake of Leslie Gore's You Don't Own Me. We're coming back. Diego, Let's. I want to get to the end of this song when we come out. Like maybe a minute before the end. I'm young. I'm free. Anyway, James Golden, Snurley, coming back right after this. 
Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Clouds know me. You don't know me. You don't own me. You can't say I can't play with other boys. Yes, yeah, celebrating the life and death of Klaus Nomi on WABC. Uh, J.K. Rowling. I mean, this is just absurd. This is absurd. Here's the headline, Joy Sucking. J.K. Rowling airbrushed from Seattle Museum of Pop Culture's Harry Potter exhibit. They have a Harry Potter exhibit. The people out of Seattle Museum of Pop Culture have airbrushed the creator of Harry Potter out of the exhibit because they hate her so much for her belief that men are men and women are women. The transgender manager of the Seattle Museum of Pop Culture, who uses he, they pronouns, is accusing J.K. Rowling of having a super hateful and divisive opinion. And so he's airbrushed her out of the exhibit of Harry Potter, her own creation. Who exactly is hateful? Who is super hateful and divisive? I want to get into this article uh, a little bit later this week, if we can. Washington Post today. The average doctor in the the average doctor, not below, not above, the average doctor, your average run of the mill doctor in the United States makes $350,000 a year. Why? That's the question that the Washington Post wants to know. They start out by saying the average U.S. physician earns $350,000 a year. Top doctors pull in 10 times that. And they're saying openly, we couldn't understand why. They don't understand why doctors make this much. Apparently, they're a little bit jealous or something. When I saw the headline, I said three fifty a year. That's all, because the way people go on and on to talk about doctors, you think each one of them was clearing a million a year. Then, of course, there's the yellow truck line that has now declared they want to go to bankruptcy. 
They got a $700 million bailout. And by the way, it wasn't Biden that gave them the bailout. That was under Trump. And this is a 99-year-old company that's not going to make it to be 100 years old. And one wonders whether the government will ever get their money. You, the taxpayer, will get your money back. Seven hundred million. They the company shut down operations late last month. Yesterday they said they are looking for bankruptcy protection so they could wind down their business in an orderly way. They owe, from what I understand, they have about a hundred thousand different creditors out there. Let us head to the telephones, why don't we? And let us start with Neil in Brooklyn, New York. Hello, Neil. Thank you for waiting. Thanks, James. Um, This fellow Lincoln Ressler, who you mentioned, wants to destroy the, uh, the joy of all children during the summer by getting rid of the ice cream trucks. He's a one man job wrecking uh, crew. He is also behind this road diet in Brooklyn where he wants to squeeze a major thoroughfare, McGinnis Boulevard, down to from four lanes down to two lanes, which would make it impossible for trucks to turn on to McGinnis Boulevard. This is this is an escape route between Brooklyn and Queens, and he, he has been forcing this, along with other left-wing groups, to ruin the businesses in Greenpoint. And many businesses have already said that they would leave the area completely, close up shop or go to New Jersey, whatever, but he will make it impossible just so that he can put in two gigantic freaking bike lanes that most people won't even be using under the premise that that in the last 15 years, like three people have died crossing McGinnis Boulevard, which when you compare it to like, let's say Queens Boulevard or any other major thoroughfare in the five boroughs is like nothing. Hey, three people have died. That would be considered a successful weekend in Chicago and most other blue cities. You know, where the death toll from just the violence is off the charts. But so now this guy, as you said, he wants to kill businesses. He doesn't, according to you and what you said, he wants to kill the businesses. He has absolutely no respect apparently, for the hardworking business owners. And now he wants to assault, financially assault, the poor little ice cream man who's just trying to eke out a living in the hottest days of the year by selling ice cream to families who just need a little cooling off. I mean, where is the consciousness of these progressives? Neil, you get the last word here. Even Eric Adams has dismissed this guy as basically insane because when the first plan from DOT was introduced that they managed to get pushed through, Adams, after a year of biding his time, said, no, we're going to put, send this back to the drawing board. It's gone back to the drawing board, and now it's the same plan all over again except with you know little, really insignificant changes. Well, I hope that the businesses there can organize and do what they can. These are the kind, this Lincoln wrestler, he needs a good primary opponent. He needs somebody 
with common sense to run against him. You know, Greenpoint Greenpoint is such a beautiful community. And over the years, it has really gone from where it was to becoming one of the finer neighborhoods. And yet you get this guy in office who seems his mission is to just destroy, destroy. I don't understand it. Thank you for the call, Neil. we got to take a break. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling, coming back. More of your calls. Ah, one of my favorite songs. Yesterday was the birthday of Randy DeBarge. From this family, the DeBarge family. Seems too hard to believe that this was first to hit back in the 80s, 1983. Has been covered so many times by so many different artists. That's all belated happy birthday to Randy DeBarge. James Golden is currently with you here on WABC. Coming back. Don't go away. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yesterday was also Chubby Checker's birthday. You know, Chubby Checker performed this song on American Bandstand. It went to number one right afterwards. And then you know what happened? 18 months later, same song goes to number one again. It is the only song to go to the top of the charts, number one, on two different occasions. The only one that did that. Chubby Checker and the Twist. All right, find out some more about this guy, this this uh, Lincoln wrestler. Here's just one line. It proves just what I said. Lincoln spent most of his career as a public servant in the New York City government. Here's your translation. This guy has never had a real job in his life. He doesn't know what it's like to make payroll. He doesn't know what it's like to go out there and sweat in the back of a truck to make a living. He doesn't know what it's like to go out there and work in the streets. He doesn't know what it's like to have to live in fear that some twat bureaucrat will end your career that doesn't even know what you do. This is so typical of these lefties. They don't work. The only he served his career as a public servant. He doesn't he hasn't worked a real job. He doesn't know what it's like. But he can sit here and order people around and destroy their lives with his cockamamie ideas. 
Let's get back to the telephones. Tom in Clifton, New Jersey. Hello? Nope, we're in the Bronx. Tom in the Bronx, how are you? Yes, I'd like to say that it's my belief that Amazon is beloved by politicians in New York. It started with uh, our Governor Cuomo, and they're knocking mom-and-pop stores off, and they're using using these bike lanes, and they're using excuses and making it hard for deliveries uh, for mom-and-pop stores, and... And I believe that Amazon was behind it. If you remember, Amazon couldn't get a hold on. Uh, on uh, I remember that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and a bunch of these other ones like this were in the same ilk, maybe not him as this wrestler guy, blocked Amazon from having a headquarters in New York, which would have brought thousands of jobs and thousands of salaries, and millions of dollars to New York. That's what I remember. Now, as for Amazon taking out mom and pops, you know what Amazon also does? Amazon is also a lifeline for mom and pops to sell their merchandise through Amazon's platform. But there undoubtedly have been mom and pops who have lost out because of Amazon. Just like... The horse and buggy guys lost out when the cars came in. Things change. The way that business happened 30 years ago is not the way we do business now. If there were no Amazon and no companies like Amazon, think of what life would have been like in the pandemic when all these liberals shut down your businesses and shut down your schools and told you to stay at home and wear your mask even when you're in your house by yourself. And you did it, some of you. If they weren't an Amazon, what would you have done? I don't know. Let's go to Joanne in Westchester County. How are you, Joanne? Hi, Bo. I'm fine. How are you? Better um, now that you've called. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, on what you ju- just said about Amazon, the thing it might be with them is, and I wasn't even going to say this to you, but since you brought, that other guy brought it up, um, the only problem that I really have with them, and you're right when you said the lockdown and everybody that listened, and I went out, I'm 71 years old, I have to have you know, but I just was defiant. I wore my mask when I had to, my gloves when I had to in the very beginning, but the, my point with this Amazon is that, you know, it's China, though. That's what disturbs me. It's China. China. So, China. You know, yep. It's totally... All right, now, what did you want to say about J.K. Rowling? I'm sorry? Oh, you know, what did you want to, I was going to go ahead. I would. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, I was trying to call from before I was hanging on. Actually, I wanted to mention that Harry Potter situation. I think that is absolutely outrageous. And I think that where is it going to end? We have to stop this now. We really do. What are we going to do? Just let them keep getting away with this. My friends just booked a, a twenty five thousand dollar cruise to uh, not cruise uh, trip down to Disney. I mean, I think that's disgusting, too. We have to rebel. We have to rebel. They cannot win and take us over. So what do we I do? love your you spirit. I love your spirit, Joanne. I'm with you. Let's rebel. Dave in Westchester, you're on WABC. How are you, Dave? Good, good, Bo. Uh, listen, I give you kudos for the uh, ice cream truck mentioning that. that. That's ridiculous. But the reason I actually called originally was uh, 
just to be brief, that yellow truck with the uh, with Trump, I wouldn't like yeah. to, to blame on Trump because he brought down the, the prices and he was trying to get our economy going. You need trucking for that. And uh, so I blame actually uh, Biden. Okay, I'm 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 with that. I'm with that. I, and you know what? Gas was a lot cheaper under Trump. Oh, by the way, back to that story with the woman who's mad because her testicles are in a jar in the refrigerator next to the eggs of her ex. Rhonda says, "I've canned a lot of things in boiler mason jars, but never that." <laughs> no. Apparently, I've been misusing these jars. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Anyway, my friends, Monday's Rush Hour is in the can. Thankfully, not the jar. And we will be back, God willing, tomorrow for Tuesday's Most Early Rush Hour. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families and your loved ones. Thank you so much for being here. Love and gratitude to you. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.